Hello, baby. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Style and Direction. You're doing like a little. You're doing a little bit of a voice, but not too much. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't commit to it. <laughs> Are, is, is, so wait, is that like an admitted Atlantic? Are you doing like? I was. I was trying to do a Howard Cosell kind of a thing. Like, okay, it's a great day for. What does he do? Is it baseball? What the hell does Howard Cosell do? Football? Sure, baseball. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good day for baseball fans. Um, I'm Howard Cosell. Yeah. How about uh, what's what? Yeah. I was gonna say Crash More, but that's the Santa Claus, um, <laughs> TV movie. What's it's the a Cosmic what's, Combo? <laughs> what's the What's the Harry Shearer, uh, baseball oh. announcer TV show? Logmire, or is that the Is that a cop show? That sounds like, I think that's a. I don't even think it's a cop show. I think that is like a Western cop show. Logmire. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna look this Wait, up. Wait, Harry Logmire. Shearer was a thing. Like he's he's acting physically. Oh no, it's the it's another Simpsons guy. Sorry, uh, Dan Castanella. Hank Azaria. No, it's Hank Azaria. Oh, Hank Azaria. Logmire is a Western crime drama. What yeah. the hell is Hank Azaria up to these days? I remember when I saw. Have you remember that movie like Big Fat Run or what's it called like Run Fat Boy Run? The one with like uh, Simon. Someone Gal. Brock Meyer is the name of the TV show he's Brock on. Brock Meyer. Okay, but have you yeah. seen the movie? Uh, it's uh, it's like. It's Simon Pegg, and he's like divorced or whatever, and his uh-huh. his like new wife is like marrying Hank Azaria. And I know Hank Azaria has been like sitcoms like the '90s, but I like totally forgot. And then, um, like there's a part where he's like, he's like the new stepdad for his kid, right? And he takes off his shirt. He's like fucking ripped, and I'm like, oh man, Hank Azaria is kind of hot. <laughs> and he and he is like like you look at like his episodes on Friends where he's got like the middle part and like the P3 yeah. lenses. He and looked, I'm like he looked cool in the '90s. Hell yeah, he looks cool now. I think he's still yeah. cool. Um, he's really good in a a quiz show oh that's right yeah he's really good in the simpsons hey he's on that show (laughs) yeah (laughs) which which one is your favorite hank azaria character um my favorite uh uh lisa (laughs) you do an impression (laughs) of lisa i gotta play this on your clarinet here's mine here's mine but dad i'm a vegetarian (laughs) lisa (laughs) <laughs> you know why and, didn't ted cruz win the presidency he yeah have that one and he could have been doing like simpsons voices all the time that would have been cool yeah what, what happened to that ted cruz <laughs> come on that ted cruz i miss the old ted cruz <laughs> the old ted cruz who did bad simpsons impressions i remember yeah. as a, as a kid i watched not a kid i was like in high school or whatever i watched the inside the actor's studio with all the all the simpsons voice actors yeah. and at the end of it no, no, no. It wasn't even with the actors. It was a segment of it where um, James Simpson would ask questions of the of the. Yeah, characters. he does that. He does yeah. that with, with actors. It's fun. And I, I love it. And it's all like, like, you know, Mr. Burns, like what? Like Mr. Burns. Who, who would you bring to heaven with you? Smithers, you know, or something like that. Oh, that's and, nice of him. Yeah. And then he would say it like, oh, but I, but I need him to, to to carry my things with me you know or whatever mm-hmm. it's almost like a stewie impression <laughs> oh what if stewie met mr burns that 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 shit would be crazy. well i always thought that when uh, i thought that the voice of kiff croaker the alien yeah. sidekick of zap brannigan on futurama was uh harry shearer but it's, instead it's it's just uh 
um shit Seth MacFarlane no yeah Seth <laughs> MacFarlane. no but it was um it was uh, uh Maurice LaMarche doing just doing like a little slimy cage oh, oh I'm Kiff Kiff Croker you know yeah. what, what's what Amy oh yeah Amy Amy Wong right like that's who he marries his like that's who smart, he's in love with you know um, good news, everyone! Is everyone everyone knows that I used to lo- I still and I still do love doing voices impressions. I mean, so Futurama is a Futurama is a great show. Um, it's, uh, it's so I, good because I, because that was streaming and not The Simpsons. I would that was oh, always Netflix. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that was what I always watched. Um, that was my Matt Groening TV show. What about Disenchanted? <laughs> oh, I mean, I loved all ten years ago when <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what um, ten years ago? I'm, uh, that's when I was watching Futurama. No, I, oh. I watched one episode of Disenchanted and was like, eh, I don't need this. I watched two seasons and I hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was... <laughs> How many seasons are there? Three. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, at least, you, so you're, you decided to stop. You're not yeah, like I decided, fully caught stop. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of hating things, uh, welcome. <laughs> this is Style Direction. I mentioned your podcast about the stuffiness. That you hate. Ethan. <laughs> that, yeah, you hate it. You hate I this hate podcast. So uh, I'm Ethan. I'm Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And we talk about menswear here. This is our sure episode do. of our January return. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're going to return it's, every January. <laughs> yeah, so. it's our January return. It's the second. It's the second episode of the year. It's a <laughs> serpent it. episode of the year. <laughs> this is the ep- episode. The episode of the snake. Yeah, uh, Voldemort would love it. Voldemort would love this episode. And up next, our guest, Ralph Fiennes. Hello. Can I speak to Voldemort? (laughs) Of course. Hold on. (laughs) I can touch you now. And who do you bring to heaven? Of course you're not going there because you got a you got a demon soul. (laughs) And 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 he's he's also split his soul in like seven ways. He split his soul. Seven ways, I believe. Yeah. Well, eight. More than anybody. Spoilers eight? for well, unintentional because when he, <clears throat> when 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 Lily had uh, when she oh gave her life, you just spoiled the it. whole Harry Potter series. I was <laughs> ten right. pages. I was ten pages away from the ending. <laughs> now the whole thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know that Harry was a Horcrux before ten pages of the end. I of wasn't paying attention to the rest of the book. <laughs> oh my god man we're nerds baby i have to i have to reiterate that a lot because people don't believe me that i'm stupid and weird it's like how it's like how people the don't believe to, that i'm stupid it's like how the discord has to constantly or I'm, I'm i'm maybe i'm not happy about this but the fact that i I've, I've said that i have brought my laptop and a hard drive as a kid to watch TV. see you're the one that volunteers this information i know i know but i'm just saying like don't i hope the whole point of this is to not listen to us because we're not snobs and I'm the worst person you could possibly follow because you, would you listen to a, a guy who, who has gone to an Olive Garden with his family and watched Harry, uh, Harry Potter. I wish it was Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> but watched Family Guy with headphones on and, uh, and a portable hard drive. I wouldn't listen to that guy. But you're listening to him right now. So not yeah. the best not the best pitch for the podcast. but No, not really. And here's the windup. Um, but today we are talking about uh, taste, snobbery, maybe a little bit of authority in it. We're kind of talking about all of these things. This is kind of something that goes hand in hand with our previous episode on proportions. Uh, 
in a broad way. So you, technically, you could say it applies to everything else, but it, it kind of does. I, we say that about every episode. <laughs> I know, but I think so. If we if we talk about like whole the whole past year has been like our approach and philosophy behind how we dress. Let's maybe talk about how it influences other people and how it influences our personal taste and how how we talk about menswear. Um, and the reason this comes up is because we've had a couple discussions in our Discord and me within the DMs about what it means to have taste and at what point does having taste or talking about taste become a form of snobbery or why does it get perceived as snobbery? So we're going to dive into that today. We and sure are. I think the first thing for us to do uh, is to define taste. And this is hard. Because <laughs> well, you, you have, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we recorded. Yeah. Um, but the way the way i think we did we define it in s- s- marginally different ways i sure. think yeah yeah um yeah. if you want to well i mean you 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 think that taste is not something that everyone has um yes because you you define like taste for you is like once you've reached i don't know like i don't know it's just it's just something that you can develop where i think everyone can have everyone has like innate taste some people's tastes are more developed than others yeah, this, this is a this is a good point of contention, um, but yeah, I so yeah to 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 be uh, clear, my definition of taste is more or less an extension or a a term I use for like having a clear point of view, and using that as a metric to determine what you like and what you don't like. That is what taste is. I I would say it's a little bit innate, but I think that it is developed over time because it's it's for me it is built on defining exactly mm-hmm. and it that could the define when i say defining exactly it could be emotional and it could be more um more detailed as like you know having the a- absolute reasons of why you like and don't like something but that's what it is cuz taste is like why you like something and why you don't like something that's what it is to me and because it's so subjective or the way that i see it as subjective the whole idea of taste is kind of absurd because someone's gonna always like something you don't like like it's gonna happen and at the end of the day it's always gonna be i just like it for a blank reason and you can't Mm -hmm. as you know we will get into like how we use you know what at what point is it objective what point is it subjective but for me as someone who's always had a weird taste in something like film score for example which i i don't get along with a lot of people with on my taste film score i definitely don't get along with uh, with people on my taste on menswear or how i wear clothes at the end of the day, my only defense is I just like it because it's and here's why. But it's all subjective reasons; it's not built on anything. So that's that's my that's my thing there. What uh-huh. can you expand on on your definition of taste? Well, yeah, like I said, I think it's something that I I just like kind of view it as like your own like personal aesthetic uh, preferences. Sure. Um. So it's it's like you know I've, I think I, I I've said this before. I think that even though like most people don't really care about how they dress, if they had you know, if you if you took them to a store and and said, you can buy like you can get anything in this in this place for free. I don't know. I feel like people would choose slightly different things. Like you wouldn't just get everyone picking the same outfit. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um. Everyone has their own kind of like guiding principle. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I think it's something that you can that can be developed and that can change. And you know, um, I I took one uh, aesthetic like philosophy and aesthetics class. That's right um and 
Uh, I, I I think like I know that we have a couple people like uh, Henrik who whose discussions of the Discord inspired this episode. Mm-hmm. I think John also studies philosophy and aesthetics specifically, so I apologize yeah. for any anything I'm uh, completely misunderstanding in this because I did not really pay attention much <laughs> in that class. Still got yeah. a B plus though. There but anyway, go. from I I mean like the C's get degrees. Yeah, because uh, I, I like uh, one thing that we were uh, we I was reading uh, Hume's aesthetics and he has like you know if i'm remembering this correctly he has the idea of like a true critic who who is someone who just has like super developed taste you can generally look to them uh as kind of an authority uh i well i was going somewhere with this but anyway like i one of the things that defines the true critic is that um they just have uh, a greater understanding of like i guess the details and sure yes like you know, subsections, whatever. I'm, I'm again. I'm butchering this. Well, yeah. I don't have any notes in front of me, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I view it. I mean, I guess it's, that's kind of similar to like Bordeaux on taste, right? Which Henrik sent to me, where the idea on taste is that you need to have some kind of education, right? Like mm-hmm. to like a, a vocabulary of sorts to navigate of this. Yeah, yeah. And the more vocabulary you have, and again, I'm paraphrasing. I might, I might even be getting it entirely correctly, but it's like that idea that you know, if you don't have the specific code to do it, you're your approach to taste may not be. Yeah, I guess it would be considered an authority on it. But here's here's something that it, you know. Well, we, I have yeah. I have something really quick that I thought this has happened to me today. Oh, where I was I was getting lunch and I was I was um, the guy behind me, uh, or the guy like next to me in line was complimenting. I was wearing my duffel coat. Okay, and he nice. was complimenting me and he's like, "Hey, I love that I love that pea coat." And like we were just talking about it for a little while, but then he was like, "How many people actually know that that thing's a pea coat?" And I like didn't want to correct him because he was like, because he was so proud that he got it right. But I, I did think it was like I thought it was so That's funny. So that funny. It's, like, That's so good. He, he knew enough to recognize. Okay, this is like a naval jacket, but he was just getting it like slightly wrong. Well, it's like one so. time I, I was, I was like, I was, um, I, I, I've had, I have two anecdotes related to this, right? Where when I was a kid, um, before I even had a, a keyboard at my house, I would you know go to Target and I would like play on the electric keyboard section and I would play the Kraken, which sounds very similar to 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 the uh, Takata in D, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that, that that's Takata the Takata Fugue in D, whatever. Um, and people would be like, "Oh, do you know what you're playing?" And I'd be like, and I I just be like. I'm curious what they were going to say. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're playing the Takata. And I'm like, no, this is Hans Zimmer's <laughs> Kraken, baby, from Pirates of the Caribbean 2. But they were so adamant about it. The second time is one time I was walking around with my boater and and, uh, and the bow tie in Old Town Pasadena. And a guy was like, yo, bro, nice hat. I go, thanks. He goes, you know what that's called? And I, I and again, I, I'm always like, no, tell me what this is called, even though I'm wearing it. And he goes, that's a pork pie hat, man. It's a good pork pie hat. I'm like, sure, okay. It's fucking straw, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, you know. So I totally, I totally get this idea that you know, you you know, knowing the code, knowing having the knowledge, or maybe I guess it meant with the history or whatever behind mm-hmm. it, kind of plays into taste. Because something that we'll get into later is like sometimes a good indicator so if someone has good taste or someone, uh, someone that you should follow for that taste is knowing what else they like and why they like it, you know. But here's something that, you know, we, we talk about, you know, you talk about the, the true critic. See, I, for me, I'm like a cultural anarchist, which, again, might sound bad because with that, it tends to lean toward lowest common denominator stuff, and we'll get into that as well. But to me, 
I think at some point with taste, there is this idea about good taste versus bad taste. And I don't think that that's necessarily a, a, a something that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pointing toward. Like, I don't think like, oh, well, once you get to a certain point, your taste is so good. But for me, it's more so the idea that because it's so subjective, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the pursuit of good taste is something that is maybe a fool's errand because at the end yeah. of the day, like if we look at like classical stuff, to be able to look at something critically is a form of privilege, right? Like to be able to be educated. And I feel like I'm, com- I guess now that I'm like looking back at it, I'm like combining the idea of having taste with, I guess what you're talking about, like this innate ability where you kind of just know what you think is good. Mm. And you know, I think it's all, I think it's all silly. And so the whole thing is just, it's all so subjective to me. So this idea that, you know, developing a taste to somehow be some arbiter. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but I'm saying like some people think that that's the end goal, right? Like the more movies you watch, the more exposed you are to reading, whatever, you'll be able to like discern something good from something, uh, from any kind of media or whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily the, the goal here, because for me, finding out taste is again it's 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 all a personal journey and i yeah. think that's and i think we're kind of in agreement that i think the discord's kind of similar there as well but it's at odds with a lot of what menswear is built on because the roots of menswear is either for one to blend in and be acceptable or number two to have like the best outfit and to be the most to be a well-dressed person there's mm-hmm. some metric there as opposed to it being a purely aesthetic form of self-expression which is what i'm after yeah, and so, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking about this a little bit again before recording. Yeah, but it is it is so like interesting whenever there are people who get into fashion for non aesthetic reasons. Yes, um, absolutely, or like seemingly non aesthetic reasons. And we've we we like people were in the Discord were talking have talked about like quality circle jerks where it's like you talk to someone it's like oh why do you like like these like this this particular sweater or why do you like you know these jeans and it's like oh it's because it's made of the like finest like scottish cashmere it's like oh this is like this is like you know indigo dyed like japanese denim like you know made with all and and it's like that's that's great but you're not telling me like what it looks like or anything yeah and and it's like (laughs) I mean, there's so much, it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that it's, I just see so much advertising from like all these obnoxious Instagram brands that are like, we built the highest quality chinos in the world that like, these don't like sway me anymore. (laughs) Like, I can't, I I can't get behind purely, (laughs) just purely quality. Well, I think, I think we've, as people who have been into vintage, we're both like not in that camp anymore because we, even the vintage idea is just built on aesthetics right mm-hmm. like we don't we didn't choose the 30s and 40s because they are the most flattering proportions yeah. right i mean you could you could you could potentially make that argument but for us it's like it literally just looks different than this j crew suit or this h&m or even like this modern sid mashburn thing right like we talk about in the proportions where at the end of the day like you know when, when quality starts coming coming full circle to being kind of more flat like it gets more diminishing returns all you have left is proportions or details or in this case in a very broad term taste Mm -hmm. and so that's why i think that taste is so important because especially now where everything is quality and there's no dress codes it's the really only way to separate 
like your enjoyment of something from someone else's enjoyment of something. And that's not to say that we don't want to be looped into other people, but as you know, fashion has come and gone as the rise of high street mentor and everything. I think it's important to make a distinction between say the guys who are into it for purely aesthetic reasons versus the guys who are into suits for non-aesthetic reasons, Yeah, you know, or even then like, you know, or I think even in with the style form era with people who are just uh, as obsessed over details, it's still a different approach. Like those are still people who look at things with, you know, a different view. It's more corporate. It's more clean as opposed to like guys who want to push the limit or guys who want more period stuff or whatever. So taste or POV, I guess, you know, in my definition is just, it's essential for fashion to be a means of self-expression. And if Mm -hmm. you think of fashion as not that, you know, not saying that that fashion can't be egalitarian or, you know, or, you know, something that you can just slip into. Um, but if you think that fa- menswear specifically can't be a personal expression, I feel like it's we're already going to be on the wrong foot with this whole conversation. Yeah. You know? So it's because I, I other people have also pointed this out, but you don't yes. like. I guess, I guess you have kind of resistance to like being considered an authority or like yes. you don't yeah. want really people to listen to you. And is this because your whole thing is you just want everyone to dress more individually rather than I, I, I would don't want say people so. to dress like you. You want people to dress like themselves. And so when people are like, oh, I want to dress like this, you're like, oh, that's not my point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people assume that, which is kind of weird, again, going overall, because I feel like there's there hasn't been like advice on the blog for like almost three years, like like straight up advice, you know, but there's this idea that, you know, most menswear bloggers and most menswear media in general is uh, like recommendations, right? Or as mm-hmm. or, or, or review culture, but either one of those things. And for me, I guess, you know, and maybe I'm not as clear on it as some other people, but like, I have hoped that when you read the blog, it's more about finding what your individual taste is because that's again, that's literally all you have. And that's all I yeah. have. Like I, you can't ask me, Hey, should I wear this to my job interview? When I've had a zoom interview, I didn't even have my camera on. Like I have, I, I don't have that context. I've never had a corporate job. And I, you know, obviously we can talk about what factors affect taste, but I think the fact that I'm so different from, and, and you as well, and everyone in this court as well, it, it, to me, it should be more democratic and discussion oriented and not a top down thing. This is mm-hmm. why for taste, for me, it can't be lorded over anyone else. It can be used, again, as I said before, as a differentiator. Like, again, yeah. like there's a difference between like a guy who watches Tarantino, you know, critically versus a guy who likes Tarantino because like, fuck, yeah, there's blood in it. And not saying that either one is necessarily wrong or better than the other. But I guess for my purposes, I would rather talk to someone who can talk critically about it as yeah. opposed to someone who does it. It's, it's all about, you know, if... if if uh, menswear community is so important, as we talked about before, developing that taste and why you have it is technically important for that part of it, too. Uh-huh. And so I don't really want to get into, you know, like too many specifics, but this sure. episode was inspired by a discussion, <laughs> discussion. you had online with another menswear personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Partly, I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying this is a response to that. It's no. just... It, it got us thinking. It got us thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know you do you do occasionally get some pushbacks uh, <laughs> oh on hyperbole and, uh and yeah accusations of snobbery and i guess i can kind of i i like i guess i can kind of uh see it but at the same time i think that like as you were saying like in menswear communities 
you kind of you have to be okay with saying that not everything is good if you're discussing like well, here, yeah. classic menswear like or well, you here, know your here. own personal like aesthetic taste you, you can't just be like nah whatever anyone wears is fine because again we're saying this is all subjective so i don't disagree but if you're having a discussion you have to set some boundaries at some point you have to well, like, yeah, set, I think, like I think terms for the discussion yes yes and i think that that's a really good point the thing is with that right because at the end of the day and I'm sure even my own Discord will disagree with me, but like I think it's all personal. There um, doesn't mean I'm gonna like it. <laughs> obviously, like I think that we can't we can't excuse our my my view of being you know subjective and and being pretty uh, open about pushing a taste. But just because it's personal doesn't give you a pass on it. That's why. And I'm always judging things based on what I like. And that's what the entirety of the blog is. And so, and here's the thing. If you don't like something, what's the opposite of good? It's bad. And so, and I think getting personal about it, like if, if you get mad at like Roger Ebert for saying fucking, I don't know what his hot take is. I don't know. Maybe he'll say, well, he's dead. <laughs> okay. Whatever. He'll, he, I'm sure he said some movie that moves some movies bad. And then some people yeah. got mad about it. Having that, like, I don't get why you're mad at that. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't, I don't I, like, I'm not, again, this isn't, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit off topic, sure. but I do think that sometimes like, this, this is the case a lot with like media that people consume, but I yeah. think it's like kind of broadly becoming just anything that like any brands that people buy, people are like, so could like, uh, connected with this identity of being like a consumer that anything they like buy, if someone says it's like, oh, that's not good. They're, they take it as like a personal attack. And again, yeah. you see this most often with like movies and TV shows, um, but you know it could happen with like if you if you like shopping at one particular brand and someone says ah, I don't like that, then you might read that as them saying oh you're bad, <laughs> like everything you like is bad. Yeah, I think that's I mean this whole idea that we kind of talked about in Discord as well is that this is so tied to like yeah media social media nowadays where people. I'm not going to say people are sheep or whatever, but it to be tied to that idea to have like a someone point out why they don't like something. Like if someone said John Williams sucks, I'm not going to get I mean, I'll, I'll be like, OK, why do you say that? But I'm not going to get mad. And I don't mm -hmm. think that, you know, and, and you can if you think I suck for liking, you know, John Williams. Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I will judge you if you like Hans Zimmer for for the wrong reasons, <laughs> but I mean, but that's the whole I mean, OK, like, again, like there, there is I do agree that there should be a baseline here. But of course. I don't think that my opinion is worth more than other people. And I think in menswear and I guess in other forms of media where we're yeah. kind of built on this idea, especially with the right. This is why I don't like influencers. It's because it's, it's the idea that this random person has some kind of power over you and you should listen to what they say. I don't I don't like that idea. I think that's scary. Um, more specifically, when it comes down to culture and consumerism and and especially as something as personal as fashion. But like. Again, like not having taste, it, it, it seems egalitarian. But the fact is, is that more, more often than not, it goes down to the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's bad. And even from a, you know, I don't want this to be like a pick me kind of a thing. But when everything, when, when we're, we're in that kind of like, as you called it before we started recording, like the kind of like general populism, like the kind of, I guess, toxic populism. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Bernie it, it Sanders, makes, we're coming for you. Yeah, it makes it it makes it almost bad to have taste because it means that having taste is perceived as a bad thing and 
crazily as we as we've gotten into it, you know, as, as mentioned alluded to, having this taste is somehow a negative thing. And I feel like that's that's crazy to me. Um Yeah. We because, were we were talking about this well no yeah. finish yeah, what did we just say? I was just going to say, like, I think egalit- I was going to go with the egalitarianism, but like, I think it's good in general, you know, to be to be accepted into things. But I feel like menswear, if we're pushing menswear away from being something that, that is built on appropriateness and dress codes and being formal and being acceptable, when it becomes a very purely aesthetic point of view, taste, again, is the only differentiator there. And like, you, it's just... You can't let it be a populist thing. Yeah. You know, at that point, every, every hobby is like this. I'll just say every hobby uh-huh. goes like this: film score, music, art. You know, it's all the yeah. same thing. And so I kind of understand why some people might think it's like s- snobby to say sure. like we we've gotten this question I think a couple times on like AMA episodes or on the Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Where people ask, how how do I dress like you with like the budget of like you know a high yeah. schooler without a job? And usually we say you can't. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good example. And so, like, I understand that some people might, yeah, think that that's like, oh, you know, you're you're saying you're not rich enough to be in the club. But it's like, I don't know. Like, it, we we both just have very specific things that we like to dress, or like, or very specific ways that we like to dress. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just something that you can't achieve. Like, you have to be like very very specific about what you buy. And yes. I don't, and in and in like an aesthetic hobby like like fashion or menswear, I don't think it's like wrong to say, oh, this is a very specific look that you can't really get anywhere else. Well, because I think I think there, right? Like that that suffers from menswear being very again built on that whole thing I was talking about, like being respectable, being appropriate, and at, at some point looking good, whatever whatever that mm. means, right? Whatever that term means, and we saying that. You can't dress like us unless you have like these specific things. Doesn't mean that your outfit is bad. It just means yeah. you don't look like us. And I'm us. not even saying it's like it's like I when I say it's like oh you can't do it on like you know you can't afford to dress like it. We we don't spend as much on clothing as a lot of other people do still. We have a lot of clothes, but we don't like individual yeah. pieces are not that expensive, yes. Uh-huh. But but it's again it's, it's that idea there where like I I think you I would I would point this back on the people who are asking advice because it's like, do you want to know how to look good? Because we are not, we're not about looking good. In fact, mm-hmm. if you want to look good, you shouldn't dress like us. If you want to like be cool, maybe maybe dress like Spencer. But if you want to be <laughs> if you want to be cool, don't dress like me. I don't dress I mean, cool yeah. at all. I have like yeah, I don't I don't like. I mean, obviously, I look in the mirror and I say, oh, is this like flattering? To, like like ba- like very basic level, does this look good on me? Yeah. But I don't. I have like a very specific idea of what I want to look like. It's a I hard metric, it's, and it's it's, it's, and a it's not taste. just like yeah, because yeah, like you said, if I wanted to like look good, I mean, I could just do like fucking i mean i could just do the basic bastard and be fine whatever that's yeah but i don't want to do that exactly and i think that's what it is right it's like this idea that menswear has to be pointed toward that thing and putting that on our taste is too like it's it's like diamet i don't know if it's diametrically opposed but there are two unrelated points to make here you Mm. know and so i had this good thing you brought this up so a guy did message me and say like hey um 
you know, I, I noticed you were talking about Ludlow suits and J crew and everything like that. And he's like, I was wondering like why you don't like it. And like, you know, it's like, it, if I can afford it, it looks nice here. And he sent, he sent me a picture of a guy wearing a Ludlow suit and he goes like, what do you think of it? And I'm like, okay, well, do you want my honest opinion? And he goes like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, well, it just doesn't look like this thirties jacket. Like I, I sent a picture of a thirties jacket of like, you know, three, and I picked like a very basic one. I didn't even do an illustration. It was like a three roll two, you know, wide lapeled. The guy had his hands in his pockets. Like it literally, it literally doesn't look like this. Like I, you can't like the pockets are in a different place. Yeah. The buttoning points off the lapels look different. I'm like, it's like, dude, they, yeah. And I go, and here's why I like ring jacket. And I look, that looks so close to it. And then I said, here's B.N. Taylor. This is why it looks good. He goes, oh, well, you know, but if you don't have a lot of money, I'm like, I get that. I'm just saying they don't look the same. I'm just I'm just telling you. That's why I don't like J. Crew. If you're mm-hmm. asking me if you could wear it to a job interview, sure. But if you're asking me if I would wear it and if I think it's good for my style, I'd say no, because it lit- it literally is not that. And I was noticing this as I was, you know, we were talking about this whole, the, the original comment, which like, we can't, we don't have. But in it, you know, some other people jumped in and some people said, oh, I like the J. Crew Ludlow suit, you know, but here's what they said. It's affordable and I can, I can wear it and beat it up. And I'm like, those are all things that are unrelated to aesthetics. Like those yeah. are not, those aren't, you know. If we're and talking- also my, my thing is someone who worked at J. Crew, you can get better suits for like, I think when I was working there, I don't know if the price has gone up. When I was working there, a suit was between $650 and I think we had one for $1,500. Yes. And anytime anyone was going on the upper ranges, I'm like, bro, you could go somewhere else and like look so much better so were, it's not even like a with, money thing yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing you with get better clothes for cheaper yeah and it's, again it's like you know this idea that we're so built on it being appropriate because i mean okay so the original one of the original things was like people bagging on prince harry which i don't think i've ever done but maybe i've included the picture of him as like look at these low-rise pants or whatever like i don't think he looks bad but i also don't think he looks good you know, and I'm not going to use him as inspiration behind my fits. Like, there's like a reason here. He literally just doesn't look like how I want to look. And if we're talking about hyperbole and, you know, the way I talk, I mean, again, I'm used to people listening to Hans Zimmer go, this sucks. Like, and Spencer, one of Spencer's favorite thing to say is like, this sucks. Like for just random, like, you know, movies or like, you know, whatever. And I feel like, you know, I think toxic positivity in social media has kind of ruined that about like having, you know, again, not. Not that being positive is a bad thing, but I think it's fine to say things suck. And I think the word, the way, like, saying this sucks is clearly not a a statement critiquing that particular piece of content. I think it's taken immediately as hyperbole. And I use that a lot. Like... When you when you play as in Super Smash Bros, he goes, "Dude, you suck, bro." You don't go, "Wow, you're good for your skill level, but obviously I was better than you for this particular stage and this particular character." Like no one talks like that, you know. And so for me, with fashion as something that is supposed to be artistic and and emotional, sometimes the gut reaction is through my taste, just it it's bad or it's it's not good or I don't like it, and yeah, I think that you I, know, going at it from a different point of view of like, well, is it like good for business? I'm like that's. That's not even the question I'm answering in my head, you know, so. Yeah, there's there's an implied, like, you know, this is my opinion in front of any anything we say about aesthetics. Because as we said before, this is all completely arbitrary and subjective. And like, yeah, like, you know, maybe, yeah, like, you know, might have more followers than some people. But don't, that doesn't make our, our, our like, position 
uh, or like our taste anymore like valid i guess yes but um, it's be- it's because of the, i mean again it's, it's back to the idea that that taste somehow is meant to be lorded over other people and i feel like it's a very you know if pe- people don't understand that we were supposed to be democratic about taste and that i'm not saying that again that taste is unattainable because i guess we've agreed through your definition that you can build on it or whatever but I think people just want to be able to like be better than others for some reason, you know, and I, I'm not about that. Cause I feel like I, again, if you want to be, to get a lot of dates or to get promoted, you shouldn't wear what we're wearing. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't wear the green suit to the office. Shout out uh, a guy, <laughs> a guy in their podcast who unfortunately got a talking to for listening to us, you know, a good, a good example there of, of listen what happens when you <laughs> do what we do. But I think what, what this comes down to is that, um, for some reason, because menswear is in that that era or the, the stage of like you know being used as a status symbol, a piece of history, and as well as this kind of lingua franca that anyone can kind of jump into and be accepted no matter where they are, it 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 becomes any any point of critique on menswear having a taste is somehow antithetical to that because menswear needs to be preserved as this place where you can't have taste for some reason like. It can't be. I get. I get. We'll get into snobbery in a second. Mm-hmm. But it's like having these big judgments about menswear is bad because menswear should be egalitarian. But I find that like that that's almost a form of imperialism where it's meant to be as some form of proper dress across the world. And when it's stuck in that era, I remember I was talking to a guy where he was actually concerned about if fashion, if menswear became an artistic point of um, artistic, artistic expression, because then how would anyone know what to wear anymore? You know, how, how would you be able to fit in? You know, what happened to the egalitarianism of like being able to put on a, a, a sport coat and, and walking into a, you know, a, a dinner party and be accepted because then guys will be lost. And I'm like, that's the fucking dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life because people go to parties today wearing fucking yeah. sandals, bro. Like, people I don't know where you're out. going. Yeah, people yeah, people figure it out. Like, this is why we don't like hypotheticals because they don't exist anymore. What is mm-hmm. happening is is uh, is fashion becoming uh, more democratic and more personal and menswear is following suit. That's a whole post-pandemic idea, right? Where guys are getting into blazers not because they're going back to work. It's because they saw the crown or they just liked it. They just want to put it on. You know, people can wear gore. People can wear Arc'teryx without hiking. You know, I feel like and and being concerned about that, that's some weird gatekeeping bullshit. Like, oh, fashion is only for people who deserve it. Like, and if you want to add that to, to suits and ties, that's the ultimate snobbery. I feel like you're that's implying that there is some proper era or, or proper status or some kind of situation where a suit is appropriate for just that, for some kind of class of person or some aspirational class to be, as opposed to something that anyone can kind of just do. Mm-hmm. I don't think that taste, at least in my definition, is is a disservice to the democrat uh, democrat democratization of menswear i would say that having taste is the only way to have it because at the end of the day that's what you will defend you can't say you can't say that you can like oh well this is more fancy or this i'm I'm more correct for wearing black shoes like at the end people we wear i've worn brown shoes with black pants like i can't use that as an excuse anymore you know it's all personal taste now i think i think like some of the you know like we there's a the 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 extreme populism is like a it's yeah. it's it's like um an overcorrection uh from like you know the historical snobbery of yeah. menswear but as you said before i mean like if you want to if you really want to like you know develop your style develop your taste 
it's a good thing to be in a community and be able to discuss it. And yes. when you're, I mean, unless you, you want to eventually, like I assume, move past mall brands. So at a certain point, you're going to have to say, it's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to, we're not going to be talking about Banana Republic or whatever anymore. Now we're going to take a step up to like, you know, like made to measure, or, you know, hey, even you could go to a different store in the mall, just like Ralph Lauren purple label. Um, but yeah, it's like the, it's like the same thing as like, you know, is, is like if you, if you joined like a, like a wine club and went in there and was like, I got this great like box at Costco. It's like, that's not gonna, you're, you're not gonna be able to discuss that. Like that's, it's a higher level discussion going on. And it's, you know, maybe that is like a little bit snobby, but at the same time, that's the only way that you're going to be able to develop your taste and actually have a, like a conversation about menswear. I was going to say, I mean, I guess the, the, the other side is you kind of remain where you are, which is fine too. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like when I play Super Smash Bros, I'm fine playing with the people who suck because if I go higher and and, and I start learning about wave dashing and, and fucking countering, you know, with split second frames, I, I can't do it. So I, I can kind of get why people don't want to do that, right? Like it's, it, it is intimidating um, for the perception of not stacking up. And it's one of those things where I guess if menswear is like that game, you want to win the game. And if yes. you can't win, maybe it's better to just not play. But the the difference there is I am aware of the reasons why I am not moving forward. I I think and what happens with this whole idea is that, you know, obviously I can see where it sounds like it's snobbery on paper. But what we're forgetting is that these beginners are the people in the other tiers of, of enjoyment. I'm not going to say classes. I'm just going to say these tiers of enjoyment of like why you like something. People, for some reason get so authoritative in those tiers yeah. that that I was like they they want it they think that like what being like you know what the all the experts are into is all the rules and yes so, they think it's that. like they think it's that. so they're yeah. like okay well if I do this if I go around tell people it's like oh you're not supposed to do that button or whatever um yeah that's then, the real snobbery yeah, yeah. rule based like it's not like you know oh look at these guys wearing you know a flannel that you know it's got polyester in it whatever like i mean yeah we don't want to buy anything with polyester in it but usually the things that have polyester in it also look bad too mm-hmm. and again you can you can you can pick apart what i mean by bad whatever shut up but you know it's that idea that people i think assume that the snobbery on the higher levels is one thing but i feel like in reality it's not it's actually not that and i'm not trying to say like you know this is like big snobbery you know, sponsoring this podcast episode here, but I've, I've just had way more negative interactions with beginners being snobbery to being a snob to me, or maybe not being a snob, being an asshole to me, uh, more than, uh, uh, the opposite happening. You know, I've had more guys say like, I can't wear that. I'm not a loser. I'm not gay or maybe not even anymore. I don't want to be a hipster. And I feel like that's coded for gay, honestly. Right. Like it's a little bit of a dog whistle, you know, mm. or I don't want to be too casual. Like, I feel like that's starting to happen more. And that still happens more and more on Reddit all the time, as opposed to like some guy on Reddit going like, well, you're not wearing Brunello Cuccinelli. So obviously you're a filthy casual. I've seen more. So like, I, I don't want to be one of those random, what are you wearing today? Hipsters out there. I just want to be a normal dude. And whatever that means, you know, that there's, again there's some idea there that that's about pushing some idea of, of like this lowbrow egalitarian populism of like just whatever it means to be normal which to me is usually at the very least 
agnostic about fashion, you know, agnostic mm-hmm. about personal expression, I, I would say. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, it's it's just snobbery. I feel like over those brands doesn't really happen. And the people who just people just don't get it. Like when um, when I talk to people about like, again, like the whole J Crew thing um, or H&M or, or Sid Mash, it could be any kind of brand. I'm not saying like. Like, they'll ask me, hey, why should I get Ring Jacket over Sid Mashburn? And I just say, like, I just like Ring Jacket better. They go, well, why? Is it made better? I'm like, I don't know, maybe, because Japan has better quality, like, QoS standards. And, like, I don't know where, where the, you know, where Sid Mashburn makes it. I don't know if it's America or Italy or something like that. I You know, I've heard stories, you know, where, like, like the quality of Aldens in that are sold in Japan are higher quality than the ones made in America because of how, like, you know, like, it's, they check, like, they're like a finer per inch mm. stitch checking thing or whatever than, than America does for QC. But like at the end of the day, like I just don't like the lapels on Sid Mashburn. So I'm not going to buy it. And it's like, they, they want you to have some kind of a thing behind it. But like I, all I have is just something so personal and so subjective. And I feel like spinning that to be some kind of snobbery. If you wanted to, is fine. I, I think I think ring jackets better than Sid because of the lapels. Yeah. And I feel like if you take that statement, that's a ridiculous statement. And it's like it's obviously coded to be uh, hyperbole or at least the very least uh, subjective. So that's why it's just it's better just to view menswear in, in, in an artistic form, because at some point the arguments for it, like all the details, buttoning, whatever, are going to lose uh, are going to lose muster. Because even then, like we've seen guys at pity who like button the bottom button like they did in like the like, like the 60s. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Like you can't or like, oh, Eth, like, you know, you can't say don't put your hands in your pockets because I have I have examples of that. <laughs> for the past hundred years of guys putting the putting their hands in their pockets, so there's literally you could find an example of any any kind of weird style move, and you could find some precedent for it. So at some point, yeah. fashion just literally becomes you know we, about we know, authenticity. Like, there's like a I think I think Damien uh, Monsavase who makes caps, uh, yeah. like in the vintage scene. He he was he I remember like years ago he told me it's oh. like yeah anything. Anything that like can be done with suits was done by like 1925. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like yeah, everything, ev- fucking, ev- like you know, everything has a precedent. Yeah, I mean, turtleneck base layers, belt mm-hmm. backs, hands in pockets, you know, buttoning the top button, you know, fucking. Are we we saw like there's like an example of like a fucking spread collar that's so wide that I found an ad for like 1947. Like it's so it's crazy yeah. and it's like it looks like a 70s shirt or something, but it's like Airtex, you know, collar. I don't know, collar 3000, whatever some 30s, 40s like advertising copy there is, you know. And so like that's why I think it sounds intimidating because you know I think you know oh everything is so you know is so broad out there. That's why taste is your true north, man. Like, if you mm. just know why you like it, because, like, I can I can defend anything that I do, right? I like ring jacket for for blah blah blah. Like, you know, the buttoning is good, the shoulders are great, the lapels are like this. I could tell you about why I like a Drake's tie versus a Vanda tie, right? The we did a whole stream about why the spacing on ties is like something that I just look at, and it's like, oh, look at this, look at this tie from fucking like Shibumi. Can't do it. The fucking spacing's off. I I can't defend it any any more than that. But that's my taste. That's why I think one tie is a good tie, one tie is a bad tie. You know, and I think saying that you shouldn't have taste, which I guess is 
no one's really saying that, but people are kind of being like, well, anything can go. I think it's I so think sti- pe- so people are more saying you shouldn't be. I don't know. You shouldn't. You shouldn't say other things are bad. I guess I don't know what the point is. I know, but I was gonna say. I mean, maybe if the yeah. point of this is to like not be so vocal about taste, and which I am, especially. Um, I don't know. I feel like people deserve to know why you like something. You well, know? I also just think I think it's okay to like care about things. Oh yeah, like absolutely. I sent I sent I like I sent you that clip from Pig where yes it's yes yeah, yeah Nick Cage Nick Cage talking to a chef. He's running like uh, like, a like a very pretentious, restaurant. yeah, yeah, like fan, you know, gastro, whatever uh, restaurant, gastro molecular biology, whatever that thing is where everything's goo and and smoke. Um, but Nick Cage is like, yeah, didn't you want to like open up a pub? And the guy's like, well, you know, the pub was just a bad business idea. Everyone loves this place. <laughs> He's he very clearly still wants to open the pub. Yeah, and Nick Cage just tells him it's like you know the 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 like every day you do this, there's less and less of you, uh, and you know you should care about this. We're not given many things to care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good line. You can you can apply that. Yeah, you could apply that to clothes. It's like sure, it is a very silly thing, but if you do like if this is like your thing, if this is like your main hobby or social activity, artist form of artistic expression, however you feel about like clothing then shouldn't you, like, yeah, care about it? Like, shouldn't you have, like, opinions and not just be like, oh, everything is fine? I mean, again, like, I think I'm pretty open-minded. Like, I don't... I, I Yeah, think, it's weird like, that we're having this because usually we're not the snobby people, I guess. Yeah, no, I like, I'm, I don't wear street... We use this example just all the time, but I don't wear streetwear, but I can, like, appreciate, like, you know, I can appreciate, you know, like, fucking... Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I can appreciate streetwear. Um, but... Yeah, it's like I'm I'm not I'm not going to wear it and I'm okay with saying that I'm not going to wear it cuz it doesn't fit my style, doesn't yes. fit my my POV, my taste, whatever. I think it's okay I think it's okay to, to care about these things. Well, I mean, I feel like you you're still inspired by it too in a sense, right? Like, yeah. like the whole hoodies with like vests and stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. something that you can see in street where we have the fisherman vest and like, you know, yeah, big absolutely. hoodie. You do that with the L, uh, the Albion. I mean, maybe one, that's maybe that's but. like, you know, maybe that's a, a, a like, you know, an indication of where you're at with taste is even if you can look at something that you don't really like, but still like pull one thing. Like it's like, OK, I see this one little thing that yes. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, Incorporate yeah. that into your style. That, yeah, that's a good, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's like this idea that taste is somehow some kind of like holier than thou, you know, unchanging thing. I think true north doesn't mean it can't change. Like when you look at the, when you look at the sky, it's not going to be in the same exact, like, you know, like if I look at 12 o'clock, it's, you know, my, my you know, true north is right there, like the star, but if I say I'm somewhere else, it could be at my five o'clock. It'll still point me north, but the point of view of which I'm approaching it is still different. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can walk from there. So that's, I think taste, taste works in the same way where that's why I'm able to like wear casual stuff. Like before I would think, oh, my taste is thirties and forties. Like, no, maybe my taste is just that idea of thirties and forties and I can use other things to get to that to get to that taste or to get to that point of view you know it again it's it's this idea that like it that menswear taste is it should be pointing towards something that's normal something that is like perfect in a sense and that's not really what we're about Mm -hmm. you know we again like we said like there's like a lot of stuff that's really just okay and i think that at the end of the day, people who are at that, uh, I guess, who have a different taste level, who who want different things from clothing, tend to 
yeah, just be have it like that. They just have a different goal in mind. And so like later on, um, I, I'm, I'm talking about my notes here, but like as we were talking about this in the discord, we talked about how like, you know, talk about like Marvel movies. Right. And and it's saying it's not like that, that, again, that a J. Cruz or a mall brand is bad, but it's good to know why you like it. And if you like it for the reasons that are not aesthetic, then we can't have an aesthetic conversation about it. And sometimes people aren't into it for that reason. Right. Like for a Marvel movie, not everyone's looking at it from a critical film theory point of view, but some people look at it because like. Maybe they had a long day at work and they just want to see yeah. Spider-Man fight the Rhino or whatever. And I think that that's fine too. We didn't too. get Rhino though. That's I know. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about it now. Um, but, but yeah. So it's like with fat with menswear. Obviously, not everyone is there to uh, dress in a specific point of view. So people don't even have point of views with, with yeah. how they dress. They just want to look good i mean i would i would push and say what does that mean to you but of course you know everyone wants to to dive deep on that one going going to the the marvel thing and talking you you mentioned the lowest common denominator (laughs) like how you know the lowest common denominator usually just like rises to the top and you know i'm i've i've seen all the marvel movies you know yeah i've seen most of them in theaters so i'm not gonna be like oh they're like fucking evil or whatever but i think there is a valid complaint about how they take up room that was occupied by, you know, or that was like, you know, used to be occupied by like adult movies. Um, like you can, you can see like the, like compare like the Spider-Man box office performance to like fucking everything else in theaters. It's like destroying West Side Story. I think Nightmare Alley just came out when we're recording this and it's, it's bombing. So is King's Man. And, you know, I'm not saying that all those other movies are incredible. I think uh, at least West Side Story is. But, you know, I think, uh, as you said, the same thing, the same thing can happen with fashion, where if you if you're just like, no, everything is fine, then like fucking all the brands that make the stuff you like are going to disappear. And then you're just going to be left with with mall brands. And that's it. Yeah. And I think the thing there is like, you know, you could argue that it's popular, whatever. But here's the thing. I have found more people who are still snobby about their Marvel taste, just like I found people who are snobby about their fashion taste from a beginner standpoint. So just like the guys who go, well, I'm not a hipster. I just wear a suit because I want to look good. Yeah. And I want to get, I've met so many people who are like, well, I'm not an intellectual guy. So I like watching Marvel movies because sometimes it's better just to be a regular dude. I don't want to watch something that's hard and whatever. And I'm not trying to make a straw man. I've literally met these people. I've had a friend say that Casablanca, Rear Window are all bad movies because they were, they're like a period film like they're not made modern and i'm like what does that mean to you you know and they can and the guy couldn't defend it and i'm like okay maybe you can just say it's like you know it's like about taste or whatever but it's like no these are like these are objectively bad movies that just because they don't stack up to a modern film which i would argue that there's so much like these are great movies you know yeah. and i'm not saying like of course there is that that, that trap right like okay maybe we are, are are upholding the 30s and 40s because of the vintage no we just like it for those aesthetic reasons um but with the whole marvel thing i think it's like you know it's important to, to look at even that kind of maybe not lowest common denominator but like very popular stuff and look at it critically because if we don't it'll just get lower you know like the the taste of it and because it's the idea now that spider-man is so good not me but like to other people because of how many times they brought they referenced a meme i'm like that's not what makes a good movie like 
like you can make references that's fine like wandavision i think is probably better for references than spider-man but it's also just be- a better show than than like how spider-man 3 was you know like you can't you can't look at it though and that's why people for some reason love the rise of skywalker because of all like the callbacks I'm like would you watch like a fucking courtroom drop i don't know watch like i mean I'm trying to think well, of a pe- movie. People, but- people love Free Guy, and that was like, yeah, oh my god, that's, that's a good example. That, the, the, I've seen the last, the final scene of that movie, which is literally just like him pulling out a lightsaber, and then four characters going, "Uh, is that a lightsaber from Star Wars in his hand?" Yeah, it's so, it's so it's bad. ridiculous. Like, man. like that, I can't believe that that is how we are, you know, just like how we gauge movies nowadays you know and that's gonna be man that's the future like the fucking all this ready player one space jam 2 whatever all that bullshit that's the future of movies yeah so that's the what you can't let that happen one. to clothing <laughs> yeah yeah and again the the idea isn't that they should stop making those films i mean whatever but it's the idea that you can maybe also enjoy other things through mm. having a a I guess I developed taste, you know, knowing why you like something. Cause it's like, if I say, why do you like, you know, free guy? And you say the reference, okay, maybe we should watch another movie that has references. Like, you know, maybe, I don't know, like, Airplane, 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 airplane. Okay, there we go. That's a good one. Yeah, maybe watch airplane, and or maybe you like a specific joke, or maybe you like a specific director. You know, it's like so when someone ever asks me like why you should get to me, I always say like why do you like this thing? I think it's 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 people assume that maybe I'm I'm doling out advice like a like with like a hammer and just being like okay, well this is good or I guess a stamp. This is good. This is bad. But every time someone asks me why they, why they should try something or what they what I recommend for them, I always straight up ask what do you want to look like? <laughs> hmm. And it's, it's literally a question about taste. And I guess as we, as we talk to accidental cactus in our discord, you know, maybe at this point, you know, when people, when you first get into fashion, it literally, all you have is the old idea of, well, what, what is appropriate, right? Like what yeah. is good. And I guess over time, if you're not exposed to different things, you can't develop that taste. Cause the taste, again, if my definition is, is what we're going with here, uh, the ability to determine why you like something, why you don't like something. The only way to do that is by experiencing other things. And that's mm-hmm. not something you have to buy it and wear it, but you should like, look at it and go, okay, why do you like this thing? Like I think accidental cactus, he's getting a lot of love today. Uh, but he, when he first started, he posted like a picture of a coat, right? And it was like, okay, what do you guys think of this? I'm like, I can't tell you more other than if I like other details, but like, tell me what, like, what do you want me to say? Like, like, and he's like, Oh, well, I like the coat. I'm like, okay. Okay. So you like this coat and you want to wear it and you say you can't wear it. Like, and you're trying, you're trying to find some alternative to it. That's the whole story. But I was like, okay, what do you like about it? Is it the size of the lapels? Is it dramatic? Is it long? Is it the color of the, of, of the coat? Or is it the fact that it's checked? Do you like checked things? Is that why, is that why this is going to? And he goes like, Oh, I don't know. You know? And I'm like, okay, well maybe figure it out. Why? And it's like, okay, if you like the coat and you think, okay, well, obviously you can't wear tweed or a tweed coat or a wool coat in wherever the person happens to be. Let's say he lives like, you know, the fucking Southern California. Let's say he's like us in LA. Can't wear a coat. I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's like workwear coats made of twilled cotton that are really like broken in. Or there's our, our friend Chris who had a like lin- black linen duster that he found, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. So if you want the idea of a coat, there's a ways to get around to that. 
but without having that specific thing. It's about having taste. Or do you like the big collar? Maybe like a peacoat instead because peacoats have big collars, right? Or maybe, you know, a Balmacan or something like that. Or do you like the check? Brown check jackets. Your, your best friend. My best friend, you know? And it's like it's that whole idea here where, you know, again, it's not that we're offended by the lowest common denominator, um, but it's maybe the fact that all of the, even the lowest common denominator stuff is built on some kind of taste and it can be critically looked at and it's something that 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 chuck has said in our discord i think he recanted but it's the idea <laughs> that maybe it's not the content that's good or bad but the reasoning why you like it and the and how articulate you are about voicing it because i feel like you know nothing wrong with marvel show i mean i still i've watched every piece of marvel content you know i'm a big i'm a big fan but at least there i can figure out kind of why i like it and i think brett can do that too i mean that's that's his whole job mm. there's nothing wrong with again just being like well fuck yeah wolverine was sick I'm like that's cool too but you know obviously we are in different circles and there's nothing bad yeah. about that i i will say i do kind of judge people when they talk about movies like you know when they describe what they liked about a movie and they're like oh yeah i saw all my favorite characters hanging out i do judge a little bit <laughs> when i hear that so it's it's good to yeah it's good to be able to to, to have an argument yeah i mean i think it's you know it's like I, I'll just like to push back. Maybe I'm just naturally argumentative, which is probably why I get into these online debates very frequently. But it's the idea that I think people can be more articulate if they wanted to. They just have to have the opportunity to do so, you know? And at the end of the day, like, I still hang out with pe my friends who, like, don't give a shit about fashion. Like, they could care less about the, the size, the gorge height or how blunted a lapel is. That's not bad. But they also understand that my content isn't for them. And I think that that's the whole thing about taste, where if you're ascribing some kind of authoritative, you know, lean to our taste, or at the very least, um, trying to think that our taste is somehow supposed to be influential, I feel like you're kind of getting the wrong idea about what taste is. Because if taste is subjective, it should be inspiring. It shouldn't be something that you should avoid, you know? And it's, it's a little bit about self-awareness as well. Like... If you're talking to me again, I, I'm singling out J. Crew here because it's the thing I get the most often. But like, if you're asking me if a J. Crew suit is good, and you can't, and you literally can't see that the jacket looks like something else, like that I wear, it's like I think you're looking at it in the wrong way. And don't get offended, but I can't. I just I can't help you. I'm not I'm not here to. I'm not a beginner thing you know like i'm not like i don't think there's any tagline anywhere that says like sound direction or a little bit of rest is about helping men get dressed better i guess maybe if it is it's it's with a caveat that better means more intentional but like you don't go to a a museum and you know you're a big photography fan and then you go to like a sculpture museum and you go what the fuck <laughs> there's no photography here this museum sucks i should i should complain about the lack of photography in this museum like no like Come on, dude. Like, that's not how it works. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, not every not everything has to be for everyone. And, and that's the whole thing. With If you just have that idea, I think that having taste then becomes kind of a comfort to you. Because then mm -hmm. it's, it's all about finding what you like. I mean, that's the whole thing. It shouldn't be negative. It's all about, like, you know... It's, it's an exploratory thing. Maybe people are just scared to explore. Maybe people are intimidated by, by not having you know, a varied taste or a taste resultant of experiences. But well, that's you know, why you got to look out there. Developing, developing taste or developing POV, um, a point of view is, is like, you know, it's, it's a long process and it's, uh, 
it's it's tough because like you said there you do have to have like unfortunately you do have to have like a level of actual experience and you can't just like get it just by browsing the internet um which is going to you know if you don't have access to a if you don't live in like new york or london and have access to fucking every store you're gonna have to like buy some shit and you might you might spend some money on stuff that you don't end up wearing so it's it's tough but it's like unfortunately just part of the it's something you have to do yeah and i think that what we found also with mentor journey is that most people kind of have a very similar experience where they get, they go through something and they realize oh, that wasn't for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe this idea that it's so important is because we want people to avoid this. And then we kind of cover this in POV, but again, having taste is, is something that is so imperative because it's having a baseline for something is yeah probably like the best advice we can give you. Um, and knowing right away why you like something, why you don't is, is one way to kind of go through life. Cause I don't know, like, again, like you, I don't think anyone truly believes anything can go, you know, especially with artistic stuff, you know, everyone's going to have a taste. You're not like, you don't, I think people look at anything can go as some, as some, like they feel that they have to follow it. And by which I mean, like they'll start consuming everything and they'll be like, well, I hated it, but I had to do it anyway. And I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have to do that, man. Like mm-hmm. you don't like, you don't have to buy J crew or H and M just because it's there. You can, you can put in the work if you want to, you can find something else. And that's supposed to be a positive, inspiring thing. You know, it, you don't, it, 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 you don't have to look at it as something that's correct. It's something that is so personal that, yeah. that you, you know, once you get there, it makes you enjoy it all the more. Cause it's like when I put on my clothes now, because of my taste, I feel great. And if you can put on something and you can feel like there's something wrong there, maybe you just find out that you don't like it. And that's fine too. You know, it's like, you can try You can, you know, you can smell a dish and be like, well, that sucks, you know? And like, yeah. you know, and some you people, know, if you do like during like- I think you know some people might if you if you if you dig deep and find out that you do genuinely like you know I like the you know I like wearing slim fit chinos and chukka boots, but like you know you're able to say I like wearing this because you know it's like clean and professional or whatever and like I like the this slim lines and how it matches with my fucking sweater and tucked in OCBD or whatever <laughs> then then you're you know you're you're there that's fine yeah. like you can. We're we're not here to judge what your taste is as long as you have something. Yeah. And as it, long I mean, as you've developed it. And here's the thing. I think Spencer and I, by being people who have consumed a lot of media, uh, and not saying that we're in touch with I think I'm talking about because we're fucking nerds. Um, I think the fact that we were able to kind of discuss that is kind of inherent in our clothing too. Like we're not, we're not like, again, when we watch a Marvel movie, we're going to probably pick it apart. Like we're not, we're insufferable people. And I would say it's, it's, it's not good to have this curse. Just like with proportions. <laughs> it's like, it's not great. Like I remember this when we were, I was on a date and uh, I brought her to trivia and afterward we were kind of just hanging out and we were talking about how, I don't know how we started talking about like, um, what's the show? Parks and Rec. But we were talking about how, like, oh, it's such an Obama-era show. It's so positive. You know, Biden's on it. This is, like, three years ago or whatever. And the, the date I had was like, oh, well, I think it's funny. And I'm like, 
uh huh. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's funny. But we're, you know, the conversation is just a little bit different, you know? Mm. And I think that that's fine too. Obviously, in that point, she was kind of trapped because she was with me there. So, you know, she couldn't just leave. But I think in general, <laughs> taste is what kind of makes us and this approach to menswear just a little bit different. I mean, I, I'm not, that shouldn't be surprising because there's no advice in this essay or this, in this blog or podcast. I went through all three of them. Um, but like we're not like we're not concerned about like what to wear to the office. We're not concerned about whether or not this fits in to an extent. This is all about finding your taste and finding a way to express yourself. And if that is not your goal with clothing, it's always going to be at odds. And don't get mad when people judge it that way. Like that's also like that might be the big takeaway from this. Like everything is is you know at, at some point is subjective. But it's good to also discuss why you like it. And I think what I've encountered more often than not is not, again, not saying that someone is inherently better for knowing that, um, you know, a a blunted lapel or like a Sitchio suit or a Taylor Cade suit is better than, you know, some random Alex Mills one or a J. Crew suit or whatever. It's the idea that they've experienced enough to make that informed decision about it and had the taste to do so. And more often than not, the people who stay at that initial taste level or like, you know, let's say the mall brand stuff, they're so resistant of leaving that taste level into the point of antagonism. And that's where taste starts to kind of define how the, not only the approach, but why you like something, why it makes us different from those other people. And at this point, it's more about like, again, like I said, it's about the fact that we've looked at everything and made a decision as opposed to only sticking with one thing forever, you know? Yeah. Um, and so again, the, and coming with that, as we said earlier, is all about, you know, it's about having what Bordeaux calls like pedantic language, right? Like it, it's, 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 it's a little bit objective, but at, I guess for the purposes of menswear, it just becomes qualifiers on describing why you like something. It contributes mm-hmm. to what Spencer calls, about like, you know, having a discussion on the film, right? It's that we can't just say, it's a good film because all three Spider-Men were in it. it. We can say it's a good film because it pushed Peter Parker to the limits. It, it's a good spin on the, on the story. I'm making excuses. I didn't like the film that much, <laughs> but I'm trying to find a different way. That's not yeah. what I've just seen, you know? And I feel like it's, it's a cop-out answer to just be like, everything goes. If that's what you like, then that's fine. But when you talk to us and when you talk to people who are able to, have a breadth of conversation. Taste is a differentiator. And it's fun mm-hmm. to also discuss different taste levels, which is what happens in the Discord, which is what happens in any kind of community. Because when you look at it, when you look at like film score or any kind of artistic hobby, you'll find that even if the taste levels are the same, the actual expression of each one is different. And I think that's what people don't understand about having taste. Is that it's not, it 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 it, it it almost presumes that people are going to have the same, everyone's going to be clones. But what really happens is that clones happen when you're at the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> and so at this bigger level, that's why the discord or even, I mean, you know, for style form for all, for all of its bad, you know, areas, there's still a lot of variety on there. You know, not everyone dresses like Mark Cho, even though Mark Cho is like the arbiter of 
He's not. He's not the arbiter. He just likes he. You when you watch his videos, he's not really saying this is like correct. He's like he's explaining why he likes something. You yeah. know, same thing with watches. He's very vocal about his democratization of watches. Even when uh, on Blamo or on 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 Hancock Radio, when people talk about watches. It's kind of great that it's so democratized now. Like people can talk about Seiko's, and then Grand Seiko's. People can talk about like Swatch, and then fucking, uh, I don't know. Fucking Patek Philippe's, I guess. I don't know. I tried to think go. of one that wasn't Patek Philippe. But it's that idea that when you have the taste, it just that just becomes the currency of the conversation. And in, currency has exchange rates sometimes, you know, maybe like if you want to, you could say Bruce Boyer's opinion might matter more. I don't believe that. But it just becomes a way of talking about something as opposed to just relying on, well, this watch is the best watch because it it's fancy. I'm like, that's not really what it is. But I'm like, okay, maybe the Pierre Argeme ones. I don't even know that's a real watch brand. <laughs> I just made up a French. I thing. mean, you know, I I think I think like the the benefit that comes from you know people like like Mark Cho or Bruce Boyer or hey even you know you and I is like sure. as we said just the level of experience. So maybe not saying you should dress like you know you should dress exactly like Mark Cho, Bruce Boyer, or the hosts of Style and Direction. Even is better. But yeah, but maybe it's like you can learn from how they discuss, you can learn from how they talk about clothes uh, and learn from how they think about clothes and that, like apply those lessons to yourself. Absolutely. That is the whole idea. Like it, this whole thing is we can't teach you how to have taste, but it's good to know that you should, that you can find it. And this yeah. is why, and I'm going to close off, you know, I'm going to have a picture of, of Remy the rat chef from Ratatouille <laughs> in the blog post is because, you know, when I watched that movie, it was so powerful to me. I mean, I'm not, again, Pixar movies, but the idea at the end of the movie where, you know, the whole thing is like, you know, uh, chef Gusteau is saying like anyone can cook blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, um, Anton ego who loves food and offers perspective, <laughs> yeah. um, is, you know, his whole thing is like, not anyone can cook. Everything should be snobby. And, and, and the same thing with, uh, 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 Chef Skinner, right? He's also being a very snobby, like, you know, this guy Linguini can't do it, whatever. But um, he's also being very egalitarian by selling all of the food as, like, fucking frozen meals. So Yeah, yeah. Lowest common denominator stuff. Everyone it's, go watch Ratatouille. Yeah, it's such a good movie. <laughs> by the end of the movie, it's like Anton Ego finally realizes what the, like, what the meaning behind um, Gusteau's uh, words were. It's not that anyone can cook, but a good cook can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And what a good cook can mean can mean a di- bunch of different things to different people. And Remy, at the end of the movie, I don't know why I'm, do- I'm doing a deep dive on Remy <laughs> but he makes. We're talking a lot about cooking movies in this episode. On the episode <laughs> of Taste, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. But at the end of the movie, remember he makes he makes ratatouille a peasant dish which is like just sliced vegetables but it's the presentation and the curation and and the experience that goes behind it that is what makes it such a good a good thing uh, such a great dish and that's uh, i can't think of a better allegory for this whole episode where you know we're not knocking a simple outfit a navy suit versus a navy suit but it's how you do it that is a differentiator that's what makes it different you know, that is the whole, I mean, it's, it's like cooking. It's like for photography, you know, it's like, there's a difference between taking a photo and taking a photo. There's water and water, yeah. man. Like, I mean, I think it, like it's, it, when you think of just menswear as any other like aesthetic art form, like yeah. this, it kind of, it all just kind of becomes obvious. Like it's weird. 
that you wouldn't talk about it this way, you know? Yeah. And I think it's fun, you know, if, if, if we look at like how Simon Crompton has done this, where it has been <clears> about, like he's writing about it as if it was fine food, reviewing as fine food. I would say yeah. that we hopefully talk about fashion as if it was like, I don't know. But I, I wouldn't even say that we're reviewing anything. I think we're just like talking about talking about it, you know? We love talking. And I think that, you know, again, as something that is so, as you said, something so personal, it's like it makes sense to look at it and have taste be a differentiator for this thing. You know, don't. And if you're looking at it to find some kind of gotcha answer, maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. You know, you should be galvanized like Galvatron when he had Megamind's <laughs> brain put inside of him. No. Wait, Megamind's sh- brain? <laughs> Megamind? holy shit if he had megamind's brain in there that would be that would be it for humanity but it's all about like the 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 presentation because it's like you know no one's saying that if you take photos with an iphone that you're a bad photographer but if you're taking like a shitty photo with uh with uh with an iphone then it's just not gonna be uh a good one the only way to do that is with taste it's like it's like it's like refining something and then of course there's abstract art there's a whole bunch of different stuff i'm sure that you could find a community for it find you know this whole thing we said earlier that the idea that all content should be egalitarian that it should be for everyone is also a bad way of thinking about things you know the idea that if fashion is like an art form art has different communities art has different movements art has different people that are into it you can find those people, find the people that share your same taste and approach. And that is probably why taste is so important to have in menswear. Because otherwise, if you're lo- if you're trying to be, you're going to be alone, basically, I guess. I don't know. You're uh, going to die alone. Yeah. Or at the very least, you know, you're going to find that the way you approach something is going to be different. And either you expand on it or you find the people. That's the only way to do this. That's all it is. Man. What a big mouthful. Yeah. What a mouthful of taste. A mouthful of taste? That's right. Is that, the, uh, is that the name of the episode? I hope not. <laughs> okay. MJ, don't name it that. No. Um, I hope I hope this conversation and discussion was helpful to you guys. I mean, I know this is something, again, that goes hand in hand with everything else. We just kind of build on this, you know, this idea that, you know, details matter. And why? Because of taste, because of POV. And... Hopefully this inspires you guys to develop your own taste. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we don't try and recommend anything. We can tell you what to wear to look like us. But if you want an easy answer, as I said earlier, right, it's kind of hard. You have to have the same taste level. It's not it can with men's where sometimes taste goes hand in hand with the money spent. But it doesn't always have to be that way. And yeah. as long I mean, as you, you, know you know why you like something, you might be help, you might you might be able to find alternatives to it that that are closer to what you're looking for and if you know it's again tough if you don't have immediate access but just trying stuff on is very helpful too so if you can do that if you can get some hands-on experience yes um that's i mean yeah that's that's the that's the best way to develop uh develop knowledge develop taste yeah it's good to be and just be i mean i don't know if we're teaching i don't know what the exact definition of critical theory is but again to look at it this way to to critique why you like something is important you know i I this episode is is critical race theory that's right it's banned in high schools across america (laughs) yeah um but again the idea that you know to kind of dig to introspect why you like something is something that it's obviously more helpful in more in more ways than just that excuse me just fashion but you know it's 
it's kind of so common all around the world, not just with art form, but like, you know, if you find, okay, you like working in, like, you know, you like your job. What do you like about it? Like, you, do you like your boss? Is that what, you know, do you like the income that you're making? Do you like the, I do you like that you're using Excel? Do you like the fact that you're managing a team? You know, these are questions that you can ask yourself for a lot of different things. And that, that contributes to taste. So everything is taste. Just like everything is POV, baby. And, the, yep. you know, the more you experience, the more critical you are. I honestly think the better experience you're going to have. The alternative is blissful ignorance. And maybe that's okay too. Because maybe from like, huh. like we said with proportion, sometimes it's better to not be cursed with the knowledge that, Hey, that button harmony's off or that jacket's not long yeah. enough, but so don't listen to the podcast. Just like every other episode. <laughs> well, if you do love listening to us, you want more, you can go to patreoncom slash down direction. $5 a month. will give you access to our discord which is a place that we get a lot of discussion on uh, that inspires directly a lot of uh, essays and podcasts, but it also gives you a, a bonus episode where we cover movies. So this month was uh, the most unnecessary prequel of all time. The King's man. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then $10 a month. Um, just gives you all of those things, but we do thank you personally. So big thank you to Shane Curry, Philip Gagard, Jarrett Colian, James Devonzo, Austin Malott and Audrey, Jessica, we appreciate and love you guys for your support. A Thanks, lot of them everybody. have been here since a couple of them have been here since 2020 and a few been there since, since 2021. So thank you guys for joining us on this journey of 2022, baby. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to be doing a lot. Uh, flying cars finally coming this year, I think. Yeah. And, and we're on that. Uh, we're on that committee. Yeah. And all I am throwing this out there. The 2022 hasn't happened yet, but rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. I think this is the year. <laughs> <This is not. laughs> yeah, well, so, jokes on you. Imagine she lives another year. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, you know, if this episode comes out and she's already dead, how smart would I look? <laughs> You're the yeah, yeah. That's 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 what it is. That's how smart. That's how we judge how smart someone is if they can predict or, or preempt a a death. Uh huh. So, uh, get ready for that day of mourning or week of mourning, however it's going to go. Wait, a whole week of the mourning? The whole week of the mourning. It's like, uh, it's like living in Iceland. (laughs) Like, remember how, how, uh, Jenna on 30 Rock, uh, made a werewolf movie in Iceland where they could only film one minute every day because, (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't get enough. Because they don't get no sun. That's right. Or they, or they only get sun. Yeah. Oh, that's there's uh, it's a crazy it's a crazy world. Some people get too much. Some people to get too little. What are you going to do? Well, what about we got to watch Moonfall? <laughs> I guess we got to watch Moonfall. That's I, right. We're not prepared for this. No, oh, we're going back to the moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. You can read my essay on this on the blog. Um, you can go follow me at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.